When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Water moment for this young bloke. He might topple a couple of the biggest names in the sport here. There's a whole bunch of things conspiring to take this away from him, but he is holding on out of the final corner for the last time. Shane Van Gisbergen goes up to congratulate him. Thumbs up from SBG as this young bloke has been absolutely tremendous today. Oh, yes, that was some of the highlights from an absolutely balls-out maiden win. And I'll tell you what, boys, don't you think that out of everyone on the grid, Will Brown is the only one on the planet that probably looks forward to going to Sydney Motorsport Park? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In in short answer, yes, Emsie. No, it was good. It was good. I just... I love the the intro that you put there, Big Willie style. Uh, great music. I, I think any time you could be introed with Big Willie style, it's a good day. Well, <laughs> let's, well, let's get the great man in. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Will Brown. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the Big Willie, Will Brown. <laughs> I don't know if I've been referred to as that before. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll take it when you can get it. Uh, Matt, Matt's, just it. Matt's just whinging. Matt's just whinging because he doesn't have an intro <laughs> like that. When, when, when uh, I think you've got the grab that name is every time Matt gets uh, intro, it's it's something like into the wall with what is it? Into the wall for Matt McKeldon. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, boys. Good on you. Hey, um, Will, congrats uh, not only on your effort over the weekend at Taylor Ben, but the big news that you have recommitted, my friend. You are a, an Erebus driver for another two years because, I mean, let's let's be fair, there was a bit of conjecture and some rumours and innuendos flying around pit lane in the last uh, couple of months as to where you might end up. So that puts pay to all that. And uh, as I say, you're an Erebus boy for another two years. Yeah, yeah, signed on the dotted line. So uh, back for another two years. I think that continuity with uh, myself and uh, it's awesome that Brody signed at the same time. It was something that uh, me and him both wanted to continue together, and um, yeah, it's fantastic uh, to do that. Always, we always talk about you know contract stuff, and it always comes up this time of year. Uh, I know speaking to you privately, um, you and your team, and most other teams, or quite a few, uh, usually leave it until around that September mark to do that sort of thing. Um, is that good for you now? Is that taking a bit of weight off your shoulders to then not have to worry about that and you can just concentrate on what you, you're paid to do? Yeah, I think so. I think obviously, um, you know, it's probably a good thing when rumours are going around about, about you, obviously, uh, you know. You're at, uh, at during Depends on what year, sort of rumours, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, no, but I just mean, obviously, um, off the back of last year, it was, it was a great year and... Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think we've backed it up in somewhat, but um, probably hasn't been as good of a year. But, um, 
you know, for us and uh, myself and that to have that after my first year and that, um, you know, obviously that, that rumours that people are interested, I think it's just great to uh, to have that, but then also to get locked away so early by Erebus and um, then want to continue this and uh, and myself and Brody, what we're doing, I think it's just good to um, to get that done early in the year so that, you know, everyone in the team knows that what you're working for and that's for the next two years to, to be the best team you can together. And, um, you know, I guess... For a team, I guess if people think you're leaving and all that sort of stuff, it does change things maybe a little bit. So I think uh, it's great to have that locked away early. And I mean, let's 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 be fair. It, it's a, it's a relatively small pit lane, our industry, um, full of rumour and innuendo. As you rightly say, that from a management point of view, I'd imagine you'd be wanting rumours going around. In, in reality, though, were you genuinely? Was your management genuine? And you can. You, I don't think there's any reason to, to not be honest with this. Were you looking at your options? Because of course it's a short time that we're in this sport, and you've got to make the best of the opportunities that you've got. Were you genuinely looking outside Erebus, but these guys were the best deal at the time, or was it always going to be Erebus and the and the other the other bits and pieces were just rumours? Yeah, the other bits and pieces, like I say, were rumours. Obviously, uh, you know, as as we know, Dick Johnson Racing do a fantastic job. Um, mm-hmm. They're right up the they're right up the front, and obviously that that would be an awesome team to race for. But uh, also, I was extremely happy at Erebus, so there was a bit of confliction there at obviously the rumours. But uh, that opportunity was never really available, so they were just rumours. Right. Um, so you know, for me, um, Erebus was was the best option by far, and um, I'm I'm extremely happy with uh, with you know continuing with them, and that's uh, that's where I wanted to continue as well. So like I say, it was probably just that the these rumours were made, and then um, and then nothing sort of followed from that, um, which is yeah, which is how it sort of all happened. But um, like I say, it's great that uh, for me, I, I was excited that Erebus um, really when they when they heard those that that sort of story, and it was only rumours that they sort of went, hey, we want to keep you, and uh, you know, put uh, sort of Barry just implemented it that saying that they do want to keep me, and that, and I think that's that's a big thing in a team um, signing for someone is that. You know, if a team really wants you and and is willing to do what it takes to secure you, I think uh, that's a big thing for me moving forward. Is it also one of those things too, Will? Like because they they did put so much faith in you from pretty much day dot that you're in a supercar. Like the first time when you you know were a co-driver with Anton, you know, about three or four years ago, and and the fact that nothing really much has changed at Erebus, like in terms of stuff. Like I'm pretty sure, like Steve, would would the Erebus stuff still be the exact same as when you drove for them as well? I think it's changed a fair bit since then. And when I was driving there, Barry was actually team manager principal yeah. of the GT team. Right. So he, yeah. he, it was it was post when I was there that he moved in and started obviously his role at right. the at the supercar headquarters. So I reckon it has changed quite a bit since since I've been there. Um, you know, obviously still speak to all the guys. You know, can still quite easily walk into their garage and, and not get kicked out, which is which is unusual, <laughs> considering my old man owns a team up and down pit lane, um, which is good, you know. And I still feel welcome there, you know. Like, I always go in and Baz always says, yeah, g'day, and, and same, you know, Will's all right. Uh, Brody's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Betty and Daniel, they're all great, you know. Like, I, I still um, see and, and speak to quite a lot of the people there. So it, it's still a – I understand why Will wants to stay there because it's actually – from what you see on the outside, what you see on those TV shows, yes, Barry wears his heart 
on his sleeve, but he's actually quite a good bloke. So um, uh, I think that, um, you know, what I've seen and what I'm sure Will and everybody else sees is a little bit different to what you, you see as reality. Probably Barry 5% of the time, but you guys just see that on the TV all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we tried to call Barry, he was actually watching maths and didn't pick up the phone. And that's he actually, was. That's right. That's yeah. actually the truth. And then, the, and then the time before that, we actually had him on. He was actually in the E-Series and he was swearing and cursing and carrying on because someone had taken him out. <laughs> and, and he was... Well, he was really, um, we, as we said, we, we talk about Barry Ryan and his emotion and sometimes gets away with him, gets him in a bit of trouble. I don't think he cares about that, by the way. I just think it happens. But, you know, when we were talking, uh, when he was asked recently about both of the you two, you and, and Brody, that there was a potential opportunities for you both to go elsewhere, he, again, he did a, he did a flat-out Barry thing. Nimsy, I think he... Oh, straight out. Yeah. If you if you play it, Nimsy, yeah. you've got it there. This this was a genuine, hard on the sleeve, instant response to you two maybe being picked up by another team. My honest opinion is have some balls and do it yourself. <laughs> but, but, but you got to yeah, be. Yeah, that, that sounds like Barry. You got to be. You got to be pleased that a bloke like Barry that's been there for so long that he's really, really wanting to fight to keep you below. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I know that these guys probably have so many other offers, but I want them in my team. I'll do anything to keep them in my team. Like, that's got to be pretty good as a driver. But in a way, you can sort of, like, you can really respect what he's saying. That You know, he has mm. he has given two rookies a shot and um, and has, uh, you know, really, you know, for for us, given us a massive opportunity um, to get into the sport and obviously shine last year with giving us good cars. So, um you know, I understand his frustration. It's it, you know, it's always part of running a business down pit lane with this. And um, but uh, yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm excited to continue with the team and keep going. Um, you're a busy guy. There's there's not just supercars in your future. You're in fact out at Queensland Raceway this weekend uh, with TCR in the Audi, not the the Hyundai that you yep. won the championship in a couple of years ago. Um, how have you found TCR, having gone away and now come back? Different championship, more mature as a championship, getting more popularity, trickier, different more car difficult. Too. Different. You're ninth. Yeah. Well, I know that you're ninth in the in the series at the moment. So that either tells me that the car isn't where you wanted it to be, or the competition has gone to or, another level. Or, or both. wheels, or wheels driving styles changed quite a bit to adapt to the supercar sure. too. So there's, sure. there's things there as well. It's a bit of an oddball year. Like I still feel like we've had we've had the pace, but I've had uh, I think two DNFs now, and then another race where I got turned around when it lapped down. So. I've sort of pretty much had three last place finishes. So, you know, heading into Sydney, we're in second place in the championship. If if we didn't break a shock and get a DNF there, we're probably, you know, second or, or first in the championship after there. So I just feel like there's been so much bad luck for a fair few people in the championship this year that it's just like, you know, you have you have one bad race or one DNF and that puts you from second to ninth in the championship. So I'm hoping mm. we have a, a better finish to, to the end of the year, but I probably would say that we're not, we haven't been as strong as I've wanted to. Um, I feel like I can always qualify sort of in the top three or four, but our, our race pace hasn't been there. Um, probably struggling a little bit with the Audi with, uh, with understeer, um, you know, late in the race. It just, it just builds so much understeer on where I never experienced that in 2019. So just trying to learn how to drive around that a little bit and um, how we can set the car up a little bit more to, to how I would, I would like it to be. And, um, you know, yeah. we're fortunate enough, to have a test day at Ipswich uh, last week, which I haven't done a test day in the Audi all year. So um, I think we found some good gains there and um, hopefully that, that heads through to the race pace and shows a bit. Mate, do you think, obviously you're in P9 and you said that, 
and it's in quite a few other championships this year. If you have a DNF, it really can drop you back a long way, and there's mm. not that much gap between each position to gain those points back. Um, Tony Delberto is doing a pretty good job up the front. They're very consistent. Uh, I don't even think he's won a race. He hasn't won anything. No, um, he hasn't. But, <laughs> you know, can you catch him, Will? Like, I mean, if he keeps doing that and keeps yeah. finishing where he's finishing, can, can you catch him? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I can catch him. I haven't even had a look at the points just yet to, to yeah. sort of witness that. I'm sort of just looking at um, trying to win races, really. But um, I think it's anyone's game. Like, there's been four rounds, and like I say, I've pretty much had three DNFs. So who knows what Tony could 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 happen to Tony in the last bit. But I think they've put out stats recently, and, like, my average finish is ninth. His average finish is, like, 6.8, and he's wow. leading the championship. Now, that's very rare, um, mm. like... You know, they might be 18 in, in TCR, but uh, 6.8 to be leading the championship, uh, I don't think you would have seen that in the championship for a long time. And I don't think he's... Has he has he had any DNFs this year, Tony? No. From memory? No, he hasn't. Uh, and you look behind him, there's Dylan O'Keefe, Josh Buck and Geordie Cox, Jay Hansen, Aaron Cameron, Nathan Morecambe, Zach Suter, and then you. From memory, every single one from second to seventh and eighth, they've all had, at some point, a DNF. And that's why he's yeah. with that average finishing spot of six something or other. He's been able to uh, to jump in the lead. It's going to be good at Queensland Raceway this weekend. I'm I'm going to be heading out there, Stevie J. You're going to be there as well. Um, is it a, is it typically a good place for you, Will? Because we haven't seen much necessarily racing from you in recent times. Maybe in Super Two at QR, but because of COVID and situations and and all that kind of stuff, we haven't seen you much at QR. Is it is it a place you enjoy driving at? Yeah, I actually I actually enjoy doing laps there, but surprisingly, it being my home track, it's probably like you said the uh, the place I've driven least. So um, mm. yeah, I, I've raced there in Formula Ford and Super Two and all that, and had good results. And um, yeah, done a bit of testing there and, and production cars. So um, yeah, I, I think we won't have a drama there on the weekend. I think the test days um, have been a help for us, and um, hopefully that just converts into some results for the weekend. So let's look forward. Let's look forward to, because, I mean, let's be fair that the Supercars Championship is probably uh, out of reach for everyone except for SVG this year. So yeah. let's, let's look to the, the <laughs> next big thing that we all love, which is, which is Mount Panorama. Uh, Bathurst coming up, paired with Jack Perkins this year, which is cool. Jacko's a, a, a pro and I reckon will uh, sit well within your team. Has he had a chance to drive the car this year at, at any ride days or test days or any of that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think he's driven it once, and then we've got, uh, we'll obviously have the main test day with the co-drivers coming up, but I believe he's driven it, yeah. And and feedback from that, was he confident, felt good, or, yep, all good, see you later, I'm going home. <laughs> I don't think Jacko la- lacks any confidence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, nah, he, he's great, he's very... Uh, He's uh, he's not high maintenance at all. He's he's pretty um, solid and, and knows what he's capable of. And um, you know he, I think he just does a great job as a co-driver. So um, obviously last year I, I don't think he really got to showcase that with with obviously mm. the power steering failure power steering. early yep. in the stint. But um, yeah, I feel like he would have done a good job. And and it, you know last year at Bathurst probably the most disappointed I've ever been at at, at a motor event. Um, to be honest, like uh, you know after coming in so strong and all that and Sort of, it's. I think it's my fourth or fifth year I raced Bathurst and, and haven't really finished one yet. So um, yeah, I was, I was a little bit disappointed last year, but uh, you know, I think when it when it all clicks, it uh, it'll be a good one. Hey, uh, are you gonna just be slightly maybe praying when he jumps in your car for his first stint that he gets around a lap? 
<laughs> for, for everyone that don't know, Jacko had a bit of a minor bingle in the GT car uh, on his outlap in the rain on slicks, probably still in the dark because Will didn't want to stay in the car. Oops. Um, so let's. Uh, are you going to sit there and just maybe watch the first lap? <laughs> Nah, I think I'll go to the motorhome and just wait wait near the news. Nah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> hey, mate, um, looking for like you've you had you've had a drive of the, of the Gen Three Camaro. Um, it's what do you think? Different? Is it going to be hard? Is it going to be much harder than the cars currently are to drive? Is it going to uh, throw a spanner in the works for some people? Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I know they're going to be developed way more than what they currently are now when you do get to drive them properly. But at the moment, are they are they a difficult car to drive? Yeah, I probably don't have a huge view on them right now only because, you know, the last time mm. I think I drove it was December, November, December last year. Yeah. Um, so sort of back then, um, they didn't have the roll bars in them, the right, you know, motor in them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, since then, the amount of development on them has been crazy. Like I know Brody has tested them more recently and, and even just the times he was telling me that they're doing compared to we were back then. Maybe it's just better than me, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the times around Ipswich and all that. So it sounds like the development's going great on them. I think, um, I think just, you know, as, as a team, and I've experienced it since since stepping up into the main game, you know, when I was probably, I'm still young, but I guess in Super 2, I didn't realise that you could build all these new parts with uprights, cross members, all this sort of stuff, and try and design new stuff um, throughout throughout this period. And I think it's just going to take that out of it where, you know, we've, we've all got the same stuff. It's just from their tuning. And I think that'll, um, you know, not, not take the guessing work out of it, but take some of the inconsistencies yep. in the teams and, and make it a little bit easier for, you know, a team that, might be right now I don't, I don't know down further down pit lane to to be a bit more consistent or a driver that um you know is quite good in trying to show himself but not always in the best team he can he can mm. get good results so i think it'll make it a bit more interesting and and not just every weekend the same guys winning yeah and and are you going to get another crack in it like just to see the difference since you drove it last in december are you going to get another run this year yeah, I'm sure I am. I think obviously they've got a lot of drivers to filter through, so um, they gave a lot of guys uh, another go over in t- or a go over in Taylor Bend. Um, so I'm sure I'll get asked to uh, to do another run soon, and um, it's pretty cool to see our chassis coming along as well, and and all the stuff starting to really, you know, you can see the Gen Three coming alive, and um, it's awesome that they obviously picked to to keep with the stick shift, and I believe that's making it feel more like the the current supercar we have with the transaxle and all that. So. Um, yeah, I think it'll just be, you know, just a a different sort of what we have now. It, it'll be very much the same sort of feeling, but just uh, less aero and uh, a little bit different. Well, you've been very, very generous with your time so far for us, mate. Uh, chuffed to see you and Brody stick with Erebus for the future. Go all this weekend at QR and uh, good luck for Sandown too in a couple of weeks as well. But uh, cheers for jumping on the driver's seat. No, thanks for having me, guys. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.